Twilight Saga podcast, episode number 21. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga fan podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we're here with another review of another chapter of Eclipse. We're going chapter by chapter. Chapter by chapter. (laughs) This is chapter number three that we're covering today. It is motives. Motives. All right. So a couple things here we want to announce. First and foremost, it's been a couple days when did we go see that movie? What we went and saw, we went and saw our family wedding. Yeah, we, we saw our family wedding, and that was on Thursday. Yeah, and so that's when you listened to chapter three. That's right. For those of you that don't know this, I listened to the audiobook yes, version of this. Thank you, Ileana Kadushin, for that. I have to say, now I really, I really enjoy listening to her read. Yes. Now, um, when I first got the audiobook, and the first time that I listened. Um, it, it just, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. And then I was asking our daughter, Megan, um, who is currently listening to Twilight. So, so how do you like, how do you like Ileana reading to you? And she goes, mm, I'm not really feeling it, mom. She's too upbeat to be reading Bella. Nice. <laughs> so, Megan says she's, she's too enthusiastic about it. Nice. Bella's a little bit more gloomy and glum. That's, yeah. that's Megan's. Well, we listened to this in the car on the way to, we we listened to half the chapter Uh on the way to going to see a press screening for Our Family Wedding, which is a pretty funny movie, by the way. It was funny. Just want to let you know, if you're thinking about going and seeing that movie, um, I I would give it probably about a four out of five stars for a date movie. Yeah. Wasn't the best, but it wasn't horrible. But it was, it was quite funny. It was very funny. If you're really looking to laugh and to have a good time. Yeah. Then, then it's a good movie. It is a good movie. I liked seeing America Ferreira in a different role other than Ugly Betty. I did not realize it was America Ferreira until... <laughs> it's like three-fourths of the way through. It's like, is that Betty? And I'm pretty sure that's because some dude behind us called her Betty. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, I said it before. Oh, that did you dude say it before? Betty. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it was, it, it was cool to see her. I mean, she's such a beautiful woman and she's <laughs> really... Um, typecasted right now because of the role she's playing. Are you Type- are you bothered? <laughs> no. Stephanie, are you bothered? I can no. t- you're distracted, aren't you? Slightly distracted, but I'm not bothered. No, <laughs> Stephanie not is Stephanie is a little distracted. We have uh, a camera right up in her face uh, right yeah. now. And and as I was talking, he was like coming in closer and so I'm just yeah, you know. Exactly. But, believe it or not, uh, they are doing a documentary on uh, podcasters, specifically lost podcasters, and we are part of this documentary. And so we have an entire filming (laughs) studio here. No, I'm just kidding. We have we have a guy that is here uh, filming. And of course, our daughter McKenna has just entered the room. She has. So which sometimes is, uh, you know, a common event when she's not in school. Right. But totally fine with us. So anyway, Stephanie, it's been a couple days since. Right. I've listened. So. I, you're going to have to remind me from your copious notes. From my notes, which was funny because I sent you a text message. You had, I can't see you. I know you disappeared, but I can't hold her on my lap that's fine. in the position that I this? was on. Check this out. I'll turn the monitor That'll to the be, side. Oh my goodness. That's perfect. Hello. I see you now. Hi. Hi there. And so was it on the last, it was on the, the last podcast that you had made fun of my notes. Yes. And how long they were. I did. That they were longer than the chapter. You know why I did that? Why? Because out of the 200 and 
38 episodes of the lost podcast you always gave me a hard time for my notes well, it was it was a 43 minute show and your notes were like 43 pages long well i had to have a lot of content <laughs> you'll record you'll remember i used to, we used to record for three hours and I then know. i would edit it down to a 40 minute podcast i know so right i did used to give you a hard time and so in the last in the last twilight podcast you gave me a, a rough time about my notes you had it coming all and, right and i had it coming so i sent you a text message on monday that says you better hurry up and finish eclipse because i'm rereading chapter three and my notes are getting longer now because I was making more notes as I went. So Motiv- motives, motives, motives. Um, what did, what was this chapter about? I, I mean, obvi- the chapter starts out there on. She's on her way home from Jacksonville. She's went to visit her mom. Oh yeah, I remember being totally bummed by the fact that you know here we are. They they take this trip. Edward and Bella go to Florida, right? Right. And I'm like, okay, I want to hear all about you know how they interact with mom and and all this. You know, I wanted to have you know. Kind of like when the story took them away from Forks, Washington, and took them to um, Phoenix. Uh, not Phoenix. No. Where? Well, to other places. Um, well, like, the only other place she went was Phoenix. No, when the, the, the whole last book, New Moon, took them to the Villari. Oh, or what, to, to Italy, right? Volterra. Okay. Is that it? Volterra. Volterra. Uh huh. I can't get these names right. But anyway, um, so what I what I was frustrated about is I wanted to see how things were going to work out. The the suspense of Edward hiding from the sunshine right. in Florida. And do we get any of that? No. No. Just a brief, just a brief We don't mention. get anything from Florida except a little nod about a mention of something that happened, you know, while we were there. But no, the story goes, you know, from the end of one chapter, it's like, okay, we're going on this trip. And then the beginning of this chapter is, so we're back. It's like, whatever. <laughs> I totally feel like I was gypped. Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way because I, I didn't mind at all that we didn't see a lot of what happened in florida okay it, it didn't bother me at all it doesn't i'm not i'm not totally bothered right. which i can i just say <laughs> you can th- say that right thank you jimmy fallon absolutely thank you jimmy fallon uh stephanie and i will forever be using the uh the i am bothered right. in everything we do now because Although it's of not, we jimmy don't fallon. we don't say you know what this is the bothered. twilight i'm sorry this is the perfect place to talk about it absolutely you know what this is the perfect place if you don't mind <laughs> to play to play is like I've been looking for a way and an excuse to play some of this stuff in our podcast. Okay. So I'm going to go to and and I imagine that any real Twilight Saga fan podcast or fan out there has seen it has already, seen all right. this. But I would imagine there's probably some that are huge fans of the story who have no idea who Jimmy Fallon is or that he makes fun of uh, Twilight and everything. So. This is a perfect place. Do you mind if we take a break from our no, review? I don't, well, we haven't even started it. <laughs> well, I started it. I already told you what I felt about the fact they didn't show me any Jacksonville stuff. Okay. All right. So what we're doing is we're going to robertisbothered.com right now. We are. And it's all about Jimmy Fallon doing these skits for his TV show. And it's about Robert Pattinson, of course, who plays Edward. So you guys know that. But uh, just some of the funniest stuff in the world. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play one of his early ones. Um, there are a bunch of them, but we're only going to play three of them here for you. And we're going to start with the one about what he, what Jimmy Fallon <laughs> pretending how um, Robert Pattinson felt about uh, the movie New Moon. This is hilarious. So here we go. I'm right. going to click play right now. 
And welcome. Oh, to Glad TV. well, first we got Thanks, this guys. nice oh, advertisement nice, from Glad yes. TV. That's so fantastic. And there's the meatloaf. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to play the ad because we're putting this content in our show. Okay. And I just falls in. It's fine. Mom should right. have used Glad Force Flex. What's the new stretch Force Flex. Adjust? Have we used Force Flex before, Steph? Yeah, it's no different than the regular garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Glad. Yeah, sorry, I do, Glad. however, Glad use Glad. Don't we do use Glad bags. Get bags. Glad. Get Glad. Okay, Just here you go. Thank you, Glad, for the uh, putting this on our net on the net. Hey, I'm Robert Patterson. Sometimes when I get bothered, I climb up into my tree. And I think about different things that bother me. Movies bother me. Sequels bother me. New Moon bothers me, okay? Sorry to say, okay? Check yourself at the door. New Moon bothers me. Yes. All right. And, and by the way, I'm going to pause for just a second just to say that, well, we, we have our daughter in the room, but that's okay. She she actually recites the whole thing, which is a whole <laughs> other commentary about our it's parenting. A, right. But... but <laughs> Now, if you happen to be listening to the Twilight Saga fan podcast <laughs> with young kids in the room, he does curse. <laughs> you may want to uh, just right. turn off right now and, yeah. and have some adult time later. So, <laughs> and then come back. Okay. New Moon? What kind of a name is that to a sequel? It should be called Twilight 2. I mean, with a sequel to Rocky called New Rocky. No. New Moon, my ass. Who named these f-ing movies? I'm not in it much, am I? I'm in the beginning and I'm in the end and a little in the middle. The middle part of the movie is when people leave the theater to go poop and pee. What's the beginning? What's the end? Fast forward the middle, you jackass. New Moon has werewolves in it. Werewolves are stupid. Wolves are dogs. They're pets. No one's afraid of pets. You made a movie about this? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Who cares? I want to see vampires and not werewolves. Tell me about it. Werewolf fetch. Go fetch it. And then bring it back and then go away again. This is stupid for two hours. Let's get back to the vampire action. (laughs) Wolves are stupid. People that have wolves in their name are stupid, okay? Wolves Blitzer! You idiots! Wolfgang Puck! Get on the f- train and get lost! Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart! First of all, great name. Second of all, Ichabod Crane called, okay? He wants his look back. <laughs> Tell a lot of in this movie a lot. Taylor Lautner's quite muscular in this movie. You know, he's got his shirt off in every scene of the movie. Give me a break. I mean, what's he doing walking around shirtless the whole movie? I mean, that was the little treat I would give people. A bunch of shirtless boys. Are you afraid of this gang? Wear a shirt. Look at these people. It's like a boy band. They're like O-Town for werewolves. I mean, would you like to go to the cinema with me tonight? Is a movie called New Moon. There's a lot of vampires in it and werewolves, but, you know, who cares about... What do you mean you like werewolves too? Go to another tree, get lost! All right. (laughs) 
Anyway, we won't go on. Okay. The, but that, That's my favorite part is when he hisses. When he hisses, yes. <laughs> it's rather funny. So it anyway, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. We were not going to play any more of these, but here's what I'll do is tell you to go to robertisbothered.com. Yes. And you have to watch the one that's called Valentine's Day. You have to. It is absolutely hilarious. hilarious. And then they have one called Robert Pattinson, where Robert Pattinson actually is in the scene as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, and is not bothered. He is not bothered by these skits. Anyway, it's awesome. So, so back to this book. Back to the book, chapter okay. three. So, so Bella is feeling very relieved to be leaving Renee. That Renee is more perceptive than Charlie. Yes, she's catching on rather quickly. That yeah. he, like, he hovers over you. He is. He, he's he's like a protector. He's very intense about you. Yeah, and. And careful is what she says. Yeah. It's yeah. like you guys are too connected. You know, this this isn't this. This is odd. It, yeah. She's well, I mean, you have to remember they're 17. Well, he's supposed to be 17. Yeah. You know, she's 17. Well, no, wait, she's 18. She's now. 18 now. She's 18. We're in eclipse. She's yeah. 18 now. And but still, that's very young. Absolutely. That's very young. I, I got married when I was 18 and that was too young. Yeah. To be that. See what you're stuck with now? <laughs> That's for a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> but. Um, Familyfromtheheart.com. Exactly. There you go. Nice cross promotion there. <laughs> you're good at that. Shameless. But you always plug yourself shamelessly. Yes. But, um, but she says, she says the way you move, you orient yourself around him without even thinking about it. When he moves even a bit, you adjust your position at the same time, like magnets now, or Stephanie, gravity. I, I just want to say I'm slightly disappointed right now. Why? Because I saw you look at your notes, and I know you happen to know that by heart. I do. What are you doing over there? I'm, well, I'm trying to keep McKenna from hitting my microphone. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm trying to keep myself in front of my microphone so you can hear me. And I'm really, really trying not to turn and look at that camera. So they have so. to get away. So they, <laughs> so they have to get um, away from mom because mom's about ready to find she's, out. She's no right. She's catching on. But here's what really bothered me about Renee. You are bothered. I am bothered. <laughs> Just with Renee because because even Bella says how how easily Renee caved when she was so close to the truth. Right. You know. And so I mean. It's like Squirrel. Renee. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what it was like. It was. That's and an up reference, by an the up way. Reference, um, which is a fantastic movie. It is a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you should. Um, not just for kids. No. It, but, matter of fact, uh, it's for very much for adults. Absolutely. Very so, good movie. So I think what what frustrates me there is is Renee doesn't take herself seriously. Right. And um, and this is the well being of her of her daughter. You'd think that she would maybe you know. Press a little harder or, you know, just dig a little deeper. But she was just so quick to dismiss what she right. knew she was seeing. And <laughs> turn <laughs> it down, Kenna. <laughs> can you, McKenna, can you mute the iPhone, please? <laughs> Thank you. you. Thank you. So so next we're moving into to their home. Mm-hmm. And Bella's not really looking forward to going home because she thinks Charlie's going to give her a hard time. Um, ready to pounce, I believe, is the phrase that she uses in the book. Although he is, th- this isn't the this isn't the talk, is it? No, no. Was the that talk, that was that last? Was, like was, chapter one or yeah, two, yeah. okay. Because that was yeah. still, that was anyway. er, that was early on. All right. But, but so what she was thinks this? that he's going to be ready to pounce because he is um, waiting for her, watching for her at the window, 
And and Edward says, no, he missed you. He He's not, you know, he's not going to be difficult. He missed you. And so she walks in the door. And the first thing Charlie says is, can you call Jacob? Yeah. <laughs> Jacob called. And so and ja- not, Jacob didn't just call once. He's <laughs> calling over and over again. Every five minutes since six o'clock this morning. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say, I, I despise Jacob. I mean, I any, any mention of his name in this book is driving me crazy. <laughs> I, I was totally bothered by the <laughs> amount of Jacob that we saw in New Moon, as you know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not all that crazy about Edward, but Jacob just gets on my nerves. So he calls okay. over and over and over again. Yeah. And then he just wants to know if he, if if she's going to school tomorrow. Right. He was he won't even talk. I mean, he doesn't even really talk to her. He just cuts her off. But I love I love when she gets angry at him mm-hmm. um, it, because at first she's like it for, the first time she she heard his voice. It was like she had she described it as as homesickness, you know, the, the all of the emotions that, that oh, she yes. felt. This one guy who and was there with me for me when I was at my whatever her darkest blah, blah, through blah. her darkest night. Thank, yes. And darkest night. And um, and so she describes it as homesickness. But then the minute that he's like, why didn't you call me? She gets all irate. And she says, I've been in the house for exactly four seconds and your call interrupted Charlie telling me that you called. And I just, I love when she snaps right back into her. I, I'm upset with him. You know, yeah. I'm frustrated with him. So anyway, so she thinks that Jacob is calling to check to see if she has been. Oh, to see if he, she has been bitten. To see if she's been changed. Right. Right. That, what's what's his assumption. motive, if you will? What is his motive to see what his, sorry. Okay. Okay. She's gone. <laughs> I feel like. For I'm, a moment. For a moment. Right. But I feel safe again. So, um, so that's the conclusion that she comes to. Right. And, and we find out the next morning that she was wrong. So her and Edward are driving to school and I love, he asks her, if I asked you to stay in the car or if I, if I asked you to do something for me, would you do it? And she says, that depends. And he's like, I was afraid you'd say that. Right. So he asks her to stay in the car. She won't because she sees Jacob now. And so she gets out and and she goes. And through the conversation, she understands now the title of the chapter, the motives that motives. Edward had for getting her to Florida. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, we le- learn that there's a, something happened to Emmett. Right. Uh, Victoria came back for her. Yes. Okay. It takes her a little while to to put all that together, but Victoria came back for her. I knew that before you left for Florida. (laughs) Right. And I've only read the book once. (laughs) How clueless can you be? Really? She is kind of clueless. She's, she's just, she's seven, she's 18. She's stuck in her own little world and that she thinks is falling apart. And, you know, she really should have been paying more attention and then she would have, you know, realized that Edward was lying about Alice's vision the whole time. But, um, you know, sometimes it takes her a while. <laughs> this is the podcast of distractions. I know. That's what this is. Now the pediatrician is calling me back. But I'll have to call them back shortly. So, um, but I love when Edward rubs in Jacob's face. You uh-huh. could have reached me at Bella's house. Yeah, duh. <laughs> because, I mean, well, he could have. He could have. He didn't have to be so 17-year-old boy dramatic about how he went about talking to Edward. But, um, so where am I? But her, her burst of intuition is funny to me Mm -hmm. because it seems to us as reading the book that she should have known the entire time. Right. Right. 
but then like when it hits her and I love reading the book or listening to the book with you um, and Ileana actually takes in those three gasps of air that in the book it just describes. Although I take them myself every time I read it. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, did you just so tell me to shut I up? I did. I did. So when <sighs> she does her, um, what I call the somethings, okay, something Edward didn't want me to know, something that Jacob wouldn't have kept from me, something that the had the Cullens and the Wolves both in the Wolves in the woods moving in hazardous proximity to each other something that would cause edward to insist that i fly across the country something that alice had seen in a vision last week a vision edward lied to me about something i've been waiting for anyway something i knew would happen again but i mean just as it it's processing in her mind and I just, I like that part. That's right. all. I, that's why I wanted to read it. Because I like that part. I like the way that, I mean, she's processing and she knows she came back for me. And um, so anyway, the whole, the whole standoff between Edward and Jacob and Edward, even standing directly in front of Jacob still doesn't want Bella to know. Right. Even after she is starting to put it all together herself you know and and he says he says to jacob do you really think hurting her is better than protecting her to which jacob responds she's tougher than you think and she's been through worse and this is i don't like jacob no yeah okay i i don't but i do like that jacob is the only one who is always reminding edward that he left yeah do you know yeah even bella won't mention it you know um didn't she say or has she said yet? I don't know. I won't say because I can't remember if she said it yet already or not. But um, but nobody keeps reminding him of, right. of that that he, he left and that he caused her great pain. And and I also love that um, the only thing I okay the only thing Jacob's good for is the fact that he has all these memories of all the pain that she right. had and all the pain that yeah. she went through. If he doesn't like what he sees, that's his own fault. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it. So, but I like. I mean, she gets mad at Jacob right away mm-hmm. because she would rather. How did she say? I'd rather Victoria kill me a thousand times over than watch Edward in that pain. Right. And and so she's Jacob. What are you doing? What are you doing? And Edward says Jacob has a good memory. That's all. So I mean, he. You know, he's thinking of these things because he knows that. Which is funny now because before he was always stay out of my head, you know, don't read my thoughts. But now he knows that he can use it against Edward also. Right. You know, it's not just, it's not just a blessing. So does he know? Does who know? Does Jacob know that Edward's reading his thoughts? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bella told him in new moon. Oh, that's remember? right. She felt like a traitor. Yeah. She was sharing all that information. Nice. So yeah, he knows. This is good information. I see. I didn't think I, I hadn't thought about that. He knows and he starts to use it. Excellent. He, he 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 is going to begin to use it to. See, you know. now I can now if it if it's Edward versus Jacob in the Jacob versus Edward scenes, they're face to face. I'm all for that. I want to see right. the all out war between them. The all out war between yes, them. Yes, I'm looking okay. forward to it. And by the way, I have not read anything ahead. I have no idea if something like that's coming. I just assume. Okay. This book will be a complete disappointment if something like that does not occur. <laughs> Okay. So, so they get to class. Um, the other thing, the other thing is that, um, when Bella, she's mad at Jacob for, for causing Edward pain. Yeah. And she says he, he, um, how does she describe his grin? What's the, 
the descriptive word that she uses to describe his grin. Um, was it a smirk? I glared at him. Oh, impishly. Um, I glared at him and he smiled back impishly like a kid caught doing something he knows he shouldn't do by someone he knows won't punish him. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jacob knows that, you know, she's wrapped around his little finger and, you know, has the, has this, you know, soft spot for, for Jacob. Right. That we all wish would, you know, go away. Yeah. Well, not all. Some people are team Jacob and I'm sorry for I, them. I do. We, we feel so poorly. <laughs> For you. I, I just, I'm not. And it has nothing to do with the fact that he's a wolf, werewolf. I, I could really care less about that. He's just a punk. And but, he took up way too much of the story <laughs> in, in the entire second book of, of now, this even saga. Even that doesn't even bother me because that moved the story along. That gave... Very it, slowly, it gave but very it did sl- move it. Very slowly, but it gave a depth to the characters. It's like pulling a semi on The Biggest Loser. That was hard to... Biggest Loser fan podcast over at BiggestLoserPodcast.com. Another shameless plug. Another shameless go. plug. So um, <laughs> so Jacob says, come and see me. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe we could be friends on my side of the line. Yeah. All right. So now it's like two two brothers fighting. They've got this line, drawn, although they're not brothers, but this line drawn down the town. So what else happens? Be, okay. And then the, the, the note passing, the note passing in class. And she is like, you will tell me next time. And. Well, first, what happened? And he tells her, and you will tell me next time because she knows that there will be a next time. But I love the whole part where she's saying, you know, what if the plane was going to crash? And he's like, why oh. is the plane crashing? And that that's funny because even in the midst of all of their drama that is going on, they still have fun together. Right. You know, and they still tease each other. And then the last part that I have, um, or two parts, is that everyone was in on it. She realizes that that, you know, Carlisle and Emmett and Jasper and Rosalie, Alice, everybody was in on it, maybe even Esme, mm-hmm. you know, and she felt so left out. So out of out of the loop, you know, very much left out by by people that she considers her family. And um, and then she hears the boys in calculus placing bets on Jacob and Edward and nice. who will win and what are they fighting over? And then they all look at her. Right. Yeah. And that my friends to which Mike responds, I still bet Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> that is chapter three of eclipse. It is. It's, it's such a fun chapter for me. Yeah. Like I read it. I read it like a comedy now. Yeah. I really do. I, I, well, I still don't announce in public how many times I've read it, but I read it like a comedy now. I find it very funny. Very cool. Well, hey, everybody. We just want to say thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Twilight Saga fan podcast. Stephanie and I, of course, are doing a chapter by chapter review of Eclipse. And of course, we're putting this one out on the free feed. If you want to get access to every single episode of all of the chapters we're covering for well pretty much all the books in the saga just uh give us a a look over at gspn.tv slash plus and you'll learn what it means to be a plus member of gspn.tv also want to let you know that if you're interested on sunday may 23rd 2010 we have a big huge gathering of the gspn.tv lost community And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to play a little bit of a promo for you as we end the show, just so you can hear a little bit about that. If you are interested, I'll just tell you that the promo doesn't tell you to go to gspn.tv slash lost party, but 
that is where you go. So until next time, everybody, join the community. crashed on this place by coincidence you've listened to the podcast it's destiny and now it must come to an end you and me are getting the hell off this island but not before cliff and stephanie throw a lost series finale party pack your bags make your reservations we're going on vacation baby 5 p.m eastern sunday may 23rd the lost series finale party we need to get to the safe house the party will be at a secure facility but you must rsvp to get in don't miss the gspn lost finale party it's your last chance well thank god for second chances